Welcome to Eat Me, Drink Me. I'm Mariah. And I'm Maddie. We're two very different sisters bonding over a common interest in food with a drink in hand. Join us as we pick a topic, talk about its history, nutrition facts, pair it with a fun drink, and delicious recipes. So, today's episode is microwave meals. Microwave meals, TV dinners, frozen dinners, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're not my favorite, but it depends on what it is, I guess. So I'm really curious, what drink did you pair with this? Because you haven't told me, and I have no idea how you would even possibly pair something with this. So honestly, I I had a hard enough time making sure like the recipes were like, you know, microwave-ness. Um, so what I did was... I found a recipe that you can make in the microwave um, for a drink. Um, It's called Glog, which is a a traditional Nordic drink. um, It sounds like German or something. Yeah, it's it's basically a mulled wine. Um, So it's you use a bottle of red wine, three cinnamon sticks, eight cloves, three tablespoons of super fine sugar, and juice from a half of a lemon. Um, I did not do a whole bottle of wine. I just parsed it down to um, a glass. Well, I've drank some uh, already, Um, but you put everything in to a microwavable container with a lid. You heat it on medium for about five to six minutes. Depends on the microwave brand. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, how your microwave works. And then you take it out and you stir, uh, stir it until you make sure all the sugar has dissolved. You strain out the cinnamon and the cloves, and then you serve it um, in a glass and you can garnish it with a twist of orange or lemon. Because some people switch out the lemon juice for an orange. It just kind of depends on your preference. Yeah, I was going to say when it comes to mold wine, I usually use orange. I've never heard of lemon, so. I had a lemon. So I was like, we're going to go for it. So how is it? Um, it's actually not bad. It's a little sweeter um, than mold wine. I We make mold wine actually quite a bit during the holidays. Um, do you make it with sugar or honey? I did. Uh, you mean our mold wine? Yeah. We do sugar. Okay. Um, but I like this. I added a little bit more lemon juice to it to counteract the sweetness of it. Ooh. Um. But I like it. It's good warm. I'm not like, I'm not complaining on it actually. So it's a pretty color. Yeah. I used a, um, it looks like a Merlot. It just looks like wine, like a dark wine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you can use any red, um, brand that you want, um, or red wine, but I picked a Merlot for this. So that's awesome. I'll have to give that a shot. I freaking love mold wine. Yeah. And it's versus, you know, the time it takes in your crock pot or stove, however you choose to do that. This is five minutes in the microwave. So I actually, the last time I make made mold wine, um, I did it in the instant pot and it was so good. I was really surprised. I mean, once it comes up to like the pressure, I think it cooked for like two or three minutes. Okay. See, that's I mean, it still is going to take much longer than a microwave because it has to build up that you know, pressure and all of that. Cause it's like a pressure cooker, but no, that makes sense. I don't have an Instapot. So they, they kind of freak me out, which is super <laughs> silly, but I just, I know they can explode in your house. No, they can't. Don't tell, don't tell Ryan that. <laughs> <laughs> all well, right. I'd um, edit that out then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to get into the history of these frozen meals. Yeah, let's let's hear about the Yeah, I can see the disgust on your face this whole episode so far. You hate microwaving food. And understandably so. I mean, I know people that don't even have microwaves in their house. I can't say in, there's some things that can be microwaved and I can't really say anything because I am eating something that was just put in the microwave. Um they're like these quinoa pouches that you throw in the microwave. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's something about cooking the Salisbury steak in the oven or the 
microwave that just freaks me out. It, I don't know. It just it's my a thought consistency thing. I think it makes me think of those microwave meals that we used to have when we were really young at Dad's house. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So the history of frozen meals, TV dinners, all that good, whatever you want to call it, started in 1923. Oh, I know. I was kind of shocked how old, you know, it's like a hundred years. I thought it would be like the fifties, but okay. Okay. Well, we'll get to it, but the fifties is really whenever they come to their own and that's when they like start to shine. So history of frozen meals starts in 1923, whenever Clarence Birdseye recognize that name i kind of do what is that from bird's eye is the brand of like frozen vegetables that come in those uh, things and they have the oh, little bird logo okay like the you know frozen peas and they have peas like the steam no i know what you're talking about like yeah bird's eye. so uh 1923 clarence bird's eye invented a double belt freezer uh it's a machine to flash freeze packaged fish so in 1945, Maxon Food Systems of Long Island used that technology and sold the first complete frozen dinners to airlines and called them strato plates. That makes sense, though. You needed something quick and easy, and you can't have a lot of prep on an airplane. Absolutely. Or you really shouldn't have a lot of prep on an airplane. Yeah, game changer for, you know, those airline meals. Um, so that company also planned on selling to grocery stores, but they discontinued that idea after the death of the company's founder. So eight years later, in 1953, Swanson, Ah, Swanson. Yeah. So Swanson took over that market. Uh, it all happened by accident though. So the story is Swanson salesman, your face is so funny. You're like, ooh, what? By what accident. Yeah, that's a big brand and they just did it by accident. So that's interesting. It's, I mean, there's a couple different stories as to how Swanson started their TV dinner empire, but the most commonly accepted story is this. So um, Swanson salesman by the name of Jerry Thomas is on a train with 260 tons of frozen leftover turkey from Thanksgiving. Holy moly, that's a lot of turkey. They obviously overthought, or they, you know, overestimated how much they would sell. So the turkey was in refrigerators, but those refrigerators only worked while the train was running. So that's a lot of turkey that's going to go bad if they don't think of something quick. So while they figured it out, Jerry Thomas instructed the train to just go back and forth between Omaha, Nebraska, where the company was headquartered, to the east coast uh just to keep those refrigerators going because they needed like shit what are we gonna do with all of this turkey we need something but we have to keep them frozen in the meantime because that's a lot <laughs> um so while on the train uh, jerry thomas came up with the idea that they should use the turkey and combine it with other holiday favorites to create a full frozen meal in an aluminum tray that could be reheated in the oven an aluminum tray? Yep. Alrighty. Yeah. Aren't you not supposed to put metal in the microwave? No, this is to be reheated in the oven. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> um, so that's one story. Okay. That's the kind of confirmed story. There's a, I'm forgetting right now what it's called, but it's like the Frozen Food Association of America. Something like that. Um, they have a Hall of Fame and they have Jerry Thomas as in the Hall of Fame as the inventor of the TV dinner. So where is this Hall of Fame? <laughs> ah, for the- that's a great question. I don't know. You should Google it. I just that's just very strange. I never really I guess that's one of those things that you don't really think that people have associations for. And then, you know. Yeah, it could also be like an Americana type thing, or I don't know. So I'm gonna keep going while you look that up. So Swanson's sons, Clark and Gilbert Swanson, claim that that is not true and that they came up with the idea on their own. Now, they're, you know, the sons of, you know, this big Swanson company. Of course, they're going to pretend that it's their idea and not give it to the 
little guy, but who knows? Could be true. Um, no one knows either way. Um, wait, hold on. Sorry. The Frozen Food Hall of Fame was established in 1990 by the Distinguished Order of the Zerocrats, an organization of food, frozen food industry members whose purpose it was to maintain the tradition on promoting the image and advancement of the frozen food industry. Well, there you go. They have an annual ceremony. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's located in Philadelphia. Oh, not too far. Harrisburg. Cool. So... Swanson's sons, Clark and Gilbert Swanson, claim that Jerry Thomas did not come up with this idea, that they came up with the idea on their own. Uh, We know how that goes, but one way or another, Swanson launched the idea in 1954 and sold 10 million trays, which they dubbed TV dinners in the first first year alone. Ten million. Well, it's convenient at that time. Moms didn't want to do stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I can we'll buy this." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first flavor uh, was a Thanksgiving dinner, uh, which consisted of turkey, cornbread dressing, frozen peas, and sweet potatoes, and they were sold for ninety-eight cents each. Okay. Kind of thinking about it, that's a little expensive considering uh, the price that they are now. I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you were to go to a grocery store right now, they're around $3. Yeah, you said in what year was this? 1954. I'm just trying to do the conversion math of that. Oh, yeah. So the value of $0.98 in 1954 would be $9.48 today. That's pretty crazy. So that's almost $10, whereas you can still buy them for about $3. I mean, obviously, production costs and all of that have changed and no but that's just pricey like you said for back then that's a that's a good amount of money that people were spending yeah so other companies soon copied the idea with their own food combinations and it became just kind of a phenomenon um now enter world war ii uh in the early 1950s women were entering the workforce in mass And the previously stay-at-home wives and mothers no longer had the time to cook elaborate meals for their family. So lucky for them, there were these new things called TV dinners that required zero prep work and only about 25 minutes in the oven, all while being enjoyed in front of this other new fun thing, the television. Oh, and then you have TV trays, like... Those are still a staple in our dad's house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So some men wrote letters to Swanson because of this lazy option that gave their wives, uh, that have given their wives the option of cutting home-cooked meals. But most families enjoyed the convenience. You're getting a meal. Shut up. (laughs) Um, so just a couple quick dates in 1960, Swanson added a dessert portion to their meals. Uh, in 1969, TV breakfasts were first marketed and in 1973, hungry man meals were first marketed with larger portions. Well, that, that was what the problem was. The problem was they weren't getting enough food on their plate. They were like, what is this skimpy stuff that they're producing? Like, they want a big old steak or something. The hungry, hungry man. Uh, they had a lot of, I didn't put this in my notes, but um, I don't know if you remember this hungry man commercials. They always had like a football player or something oh, as yeah. like their, uh, you know, spokesman. Um, so it was meant for like the manly man you know, the beefy men. Yeah, exactly. So silly. So in the 1970s, companies were attempting to come up with new meal ideas. And uh, one introduced uh, a meal called the Polynesian style dinner. Uh, Food critics complained these meals were not authentic and not even good tasting. But for most, that wasn't the draw in buying these meals. One person said, quote, in what other way can I get a single serving of turkey, a portion of dressing, the potatoes, vegetable, and dessert for something like 69 cents? Yeah, that is that is a mass appeal. And honestly, like, they're getting something to eat. And 
it's that's all that mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for some others, it, you know, was really nice to just have a built in portion control. So it became kind of like a fad in the diet world as well. That's fair. Well, it's convenience over quality and, Definitely. um, also, as you said, the portion control, but like our plates were a lot smaller back then compared to what we have now. So, yeah. Okay. So in 1986, wasn't until the 80s, uh, the Campbell Soup Company invented a microwave safe tray for these dinners, cutting cooking time dramatically and making meals even more convenient and easy. So what did they make it out of just like, Ooh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. Plastic or um, well, I guess too. I mean, if I remember correctly, they're always like some sort of like a cardboardy type. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. It's been a while I, since like, but I guess like the things that I, I microwave are like in plastic bowls or something like that. So it just kind of depends. Yeah, I think some of them are like a plastic lined. I don't know. Okay. Um, so in 1990, Kid Cuisine was invented and is thought to be the Happy Meal of frozen foods. You mentioned that we would get those as kids. It was always like a fun treat that we got. I don't know if you remember that brownie was That's like my the only favorite thing. thing. <laughs> That's the only thing I can actually remember that was like good and exciting. Cause after you ate everything, you got to eat your little brownie at the end or well beforehand, depending on how you did it. But <laughs> depending if dad was looking or not, <laughs> but then they made like the fun, like chicken nuggets and like all that stuff and kind of let you, weren't they like dino shaped or something? Yeah, they had, I mean, they have so many, but I think the ones that we got most often were chicken nuggets that came with like a little side of macaroni and, um, green like beans or, bread or green beans or yeah, something. Yeah. And then like a brownie, but the boxes are so vibrant and kids like are immediately drawn to that fun little character. And like, that's yeah, like a little cute penguin on a bright blue box with like, yeah, I was going to say the writing. blue, right? Yeah. Trip down memory lane there. <laughs> I know those are like special occasion though, because I mean, we were with dad three nights a week and we pretty much had the same meals every single week of those three nights. Like Sundays were always blackjack pizza. Um, Mondays were always uh, pasta with chicken and Tuesdays are always tacos. Yeah, but he liked to make meals himself. And so that was something that was like, come on, just let us have the microwave meal with the oh, brownie. For please. sure. Do you remember um, we went on a big kick of, of uh, these microwave meals after um, we both got sick from the beef stroganoff that he yes. made. <laughs> we were like, no more. Stroke no more of the that nasty crap. Like I just want. want I'm sorry to cuisines. everybody who loves hamburger helper stroganoff, but that's a hard no. Yeah, I mean maybe it's. It could have been the batch. Who knows? So anyway, um, now to present day. So COVID has led to a new spike in TV dinner sales. April 2020 showed a 50% increase in sales from April 2019. Uh, also, with restaurants closing and retailers struggling to keep sales steady, many places have started creating their own frozen meals. So restaurants froze their previously like sit-down meals and to sell them to try to you know stay afloat. And places like Williams Sonoma started making their own upscale versions of the nostalgic meals. That makes sense though. And like, I'm sure, like you said, with the diet fads and stuff like that, they, they made the, um, lean cuisines and stuff like that. Lean cuisine is a very big, healthy brand or stuff like that. Or, um, yeah, that's I know a great point. I didn't even think about this and I did, so obviously didn't, uh, do anything about it, but, uh, was it Jenny Craig or whatever? One of those like had their own, um, you know, microwave meals that they had for portion control. And yeah. Like the portion control is important. And like, I know in high school, it was just an easy, like before we worked, um, I would always get, uh, Taipei's. Is that what they were called? But they're like, no idea. they're, um, just in a like little box and it was fried rice or like sour, uh, 
sweet and sour chicken or something like that. And you just pop them in the microwave and it was very easy, quick eat versus, you know, the, like, those are a little bit more in my brain where I'm like, I, I forget those are like microwavable meals. But when you talk about frozen dinners, I think immediately the little tray with a little compartment for each little section of like whatever you're eating and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really interesting how much they've stayed the same since they were first, you know, invented. But I will say, I think that that 25 minutes in the oven is just so much better tasting than five minutes in the microwave like steamed too usually you like poke the holes in the plastic wrap and then it like steams it so everything's the same mushy texture but yeah there is a lot is there's a lot bigger uh yeah see and i'm sure like back in the 50s those ones that were in the oven those have been a little bit more um appealing like you said so but convenience over quality definitely takes over and stuff like that's kind of taken over the whole market for food nowadays anyway i mean if you just think about like mcdonald's you know just like normal like fast food type you know companies it's more about just selling as much as you can as opposed to actually choosing like good quality ingredients and well and i like i guess now today like i said there is a lot more um different like international cuisines that you can get microwaved. Like you can find Indian food, you can find Chinese food, you can find like microwave burritos. Like it just kind of- Yeah, one of my favorites is um, I always like at Trader Joe's or Costco or whatever, get the like Madras lentils. Hmm. So good. See, I get- um, I had for lunch today. They have ramen bowls at Costco that are pretty um, good, but like- you microwave that for four minutes. So that's a lot, like you said, the time consistency versus, um, or the Ooh, timing of it. Episode about ramen. Ooh, uh, we both like ramen. So yeah, <laughs> whether it be the crappy instant noodles or the, um, I, I love some top ramen just, yeah, <laughs> but or I also like really actual love traditional just like actual good, yeah. good ramen, like tonkatsu ramen or something. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, all I got for you. It's a quick one. Well, that's fine. I'm kind of just now on a downward spiral of looking at different um, popular um, frozen like meals that people are doing and like a healthy choice is really um, big on there. Um, So it looks like I found one and it's popular frozen dinners ranked worst to best. And it's my laptop. (laughs) Sorry, the fan kicked on. Um, So I found a website that is popular frozen dinners ranked from worst to best. Um, This came out in 2020, though. Um, But it starts with number 16 being the hungry man smoking backyard barbecue. Um, then it goes to Amy's veggie loaf, which sounds even worse. (laughs) Does not look appealing with the picture. You get a veggie loaf and some mashed potatoes and peas and corn, it looks like. I mean, you gotta squish it, smell it, and taste it twice before you say you don't like it. So I'm not gonna squish any of that looks. (laughs) We might need to order some of these and give them a shot. Uh Stouffer's baked chicken. You got Smart Ones, Santa Fe, Rice and Beans. And then, oh, Hungry Man hits again with the boneless fried chicken. Oh, that one comes with a little brownie as well, though. Ooh, I'm keeping the up boneless with- fried chicken is one of the uh, ones that I pulled for my uh, nutrition facts. Oh, okay. Um, you got Marie Callender's Country Fried Chicken and Gravy. So there's obviously very... um standardized ones of like when you think of frozen meals like a salisbury steak or yeah, most of them are like uh quote-unquote like comfort foods like fried um, chicken or like meatloaf potatoes meatloaf salisbury steak there's usually a corn in there like no that like makes sense yeah 
Um, let's see what number one on the best is for this. Banquet Classic Salisbury Steak. Ugh, I, I don't think I've ever had a Salisbury Steak in my life, and I don't think I ever will. It's just this not something that I ever care to try. Although, you know, if somebody put it in front of me and said you have to try it, I, or made it for me for dinner or something, I would definitely eat it. But maybe we'll voluntarily have to get a of you eating that. What? I said maybe we'll have to get a picture of you eating one. Um, number two, though, is Trader Joe's chicken tikka masala. Oh, which, that one is very good. I was going to say I've actually had that, that one. one. Yeah, I actually used to consistently have those. Um, that was my go-to for uh, bringing to work. I would keep a bunch in the freezer at work, and that would be my lunch because, you know, you eat at your desk. You eat, you know, quickly while you're there at work, and just so much cheaper and going out to eat or whatever, but so good. Yeah. Well, they're like, there are so many different brands now out there. And like, like you said, there's the uh, traditional, like hungry man still out there, but like there's Amy's Trader Joe's has their own brand. They have like everybody and their mother has them now. I mean, they did in the beginning too. It became such a phenomenon with Swanson that everybody else was like, break me off a piece of that. Like I, I couldn't even begin to tell you all of the brands that did it even in the fifties, let alone today. Well, and like you said, with uh peak of COVID, like I'm sure there's many restaurants that are going to continue to, um, I know um, BJ's was doing, um, you buy like a meal there and then they will send you home for six 99, a pre-packaged yeah. meal as well. And they give yeah. you instructions how to cook it. Um, or so. even like, we didn't really get into this at all, but even like um, restaurants like California Pizza Kitchen, they sell frozen pizzas. Oh, okay. At the grocery store. Like a lot of restaurants are starting to do that where they sell like a frozen version of something that they sell at their restaurant. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of the uh, restaurant ones are recommending putting them in the oven versus your microwave because of, sure. again, the quality of it. Um, it just but they, they do have frozen pizzas that you can pop in the microwave. Um, and like um, the little, what are it's they? It's going like, to either taste like mush or cardboard. Like yeah, I mean, the uh, French bread pizzas or whatever oh, they are. Oh, I, I pop them in a toaster oven if I ever have to eat anything like that. That's what but, um, grandma, she used to prep a bunch of French bread pizzas and wrap them in foil and stick them in the freezer for the kids whenever they got home from school. They can just pop them into either the toaster oven or the oven and have that as like an after school snack if she wasn't around. See, and that's where I, again, like you said, the convenience factor, um, there are I mean, some they weren't frozen. It was like her own, you know, no, exactly. It, but... but like meal prepping and stuff like that, there are some things that you can throw in the microwave and they will turn out still good. It's not going to ruin the, um, quality of it. Um, things. they're rare. Oven is always better. So we're, I am just curious. I don't know if you got into this, but what about the phenom um, or like the controversy that where everybody was saying that like microwaves like kill the nutrients or they give you radiation in your food? Like, I, was that ever? Yeah, I wanted to, I mean, that is a thing. And I kind of wanted to save that for another episode. Um, okay. We're going to do an episode on superstitions and, um, no, I know That's, we were going to get into that. So I didn't know what you were yeah. going to touch upon, but um, there's just so much with microwaves that give people either the heebie-jeebies or like something that is, I was kind of shocked about is um, in my culinary class, my teacher was like, I know it sounds crazy, but you don't have to melt your butter on the stove. Just throw it in the microwave and melt your butter that way. And I was like, what? what you want me to melt my like and I get it's totally fine but for a culinary class that wasn't something I thought they would tell us I thought they would just be like you know do it on the stove oh, you or see like all those those like uh you know baking shows and stuff where they're melting their like chocolate and stuff in the microwave well and what? my baking my baking teacher actually told us um 
as long as you watch it, it's so much easier because a lot of the times when you um, do a double boiler or just a bowl over a simmering pot of water, the condensation is the problem. And that's what instantly will kill your chocolate. It just, you know, ruins it. And so you take that whole factor out with the microwave. It's just and be so, less messy too. Less dishes. Yeah. You just have to wa- make sure you're watching it. And like, yeah, those intervals of time are very um, important, but. Okay. So I'm going to get into some nutrition on um, some of these TV dinners. So the more traditional TV dinners though. Correct. I picked okay. two. Um, I picked a hungry man meal, just like the regular ones. They've come out with a bunch of new ones that are like double the protein and like crazy. I'm just doing like a standard hungry man meal. And then I picked a kid cuisine meal. Cause that's what we used to have as okay. kids. So what I wanted to know about this topic, um, was because the reason why I wanted to do this topic originally, it actually was one of my main topic ideas that I wanted to look into when I first had the idea for this podcast. So I we're going to talk about this in a, another episode later when we cover salt, but I did hear something one time and I wanted to kind of research it. Do microwave meals or frozen dinners or TV dinners, whatever you want to call them, do they have more salt than a normal recipe? And is that what led to higher salt increases in people's diets leading to high blood pressure and all of these other things later on in life? And like, before you answer if it does or not, I'm curious if back in the day, if it does have more salt, if it has to do with like preserving the food a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, as we learned in raising it, it's also gonna, well, yeah, what I was going to say is we learned in bacon salts, perfect for like keeping things fresh and bacteria off of them and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's also used to make foods taste better. Yeah. Frankly, these just didn't taste that great. So, um, all right. So I looked at, I'm going to do the kid cuisine first. So the one I chose was the chicken nuggets it comes with um, chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, corn, and a brownie. And uh, this is one meal. It's not, I mean, it's meant for a kid. It's not huge by any means. All in, it has 430 calories. Um, so not too bad at all. I don't know if I've asked you this before. What is the daily amount like they say for calories now? Well, calories, I mean, it definitely depends on each individual person, but if you were just to look at like the, um, how do they, I'm trying to think of like how to describe it. It's like, if you look on a nutrition label, it always is going to say the daily, um, the percent daily values are based on a 2000 calorie diet. So okay, 2000. Okay. Yeah. That's obviously the, you know, calorie needs of a five-year-old are going to be different from a 35-year-old or oh, a yeah. 60-year-old and if you or have girl or boy or if you're in sports or you know there are so many things that go into it but yeah 430 calories okay 17 grams um of fat so 3.5 grams so just to you know going with that 2000 calories thing, that 17 grams of fat is 22% of your um, daily fat intake that they recommend. Okay, and that's not bad for a dinner. Right. So the thing is you want to avoid any sort of trans fats, which good thing, this has zero grams of trans, trans fats. Um, also in some situations you want to avoid those uh, saturated fats. Uh, this has 3.5 grams. I think that's fine personally. Uh, has 25 milligrams of cholesterol, which is about 8%. Here's the part that I was curious about, the sodium. So it has 1,260 milligrams of sodium, which is about 55% of your daily value of sodium. It's a lot. Okay, so there's just salt 
all over every single piece of that. Oh, yeah. Um, it has 540 milligrams of potassium, about 10%. Um, has 54 grams of carbs, which is about 20% of your daily value. Uh, 15 of those are sugar and only 4% are fiber. So, or sorry, 4 grams and 15 grams is what I meant. But um, it's not very healthy. Yeah, you need uh more fiber than that to kind of like weigh those things out but then it also has 15 grams of protein which is actually pretty good and that would be mostly from the chicken i would assume um yeah there might be minuscule amounts in the mac and cheese yeah but yeah it's all chicken so yeah not not great (laughs) however it is considered the you know happy meal of frozen you know that's not their purpose it's not if you look at um I you're believe... getting your kid to eat something and that's people's goals most of the time yeah i mean let me see if i can find it really quickly i think it was on the yeah on the kid cuisine wikipedia page which i didn't really use much but um first line says described as a frozen food version of a happy meal the product Sorry, the product is marketed towards children while assuring parents of nutritional benefits. I I beg to differ. So <laughs> next one is the Hungry Man. It I chose the Hungry Man boneless fried chicken, as I mentioned earlier. Wait, hold on. You know why they say that is because parents just look at the protein and they're like, oh, there's 15 grams of protein. That's awesome. Easy peasy. I mean, maybe now, before, I don't know if they really cared about nutrition. No, but I'm just like, you see protein and you're like, oh, I don't look at anything else. There's something good in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Okay. So this Hungry Man boneless fried chicken, it has a total of 800 calories. Um, I remember them marketed as one pound of food. Do you remember that? Something like that, yeah. Like a man needs one pound, one of, pound food of food or I'm... something like that. I didn't, uh, it doesn't say anything on that, but their slogan is satisfy your craving. I don't All know. Right. I could be making that up. Anyway, um, this one is 800 calories, um, again, from a 2,000 calorie diet, uh, 39 grams of fat, which is 60% of your daily value that's a lot (laughs) um and seven grams of that is saturated fat uh has 85 milligrams of cholesterol which is 28 percent of your daily value it has 1120 milligrams of sodium which is 47 percent. so surprisingly this hungry man meal has less sodium than the kid cuisine which is like half the size that's really sad actually yeah um it has 81 grams of carbs which is about 27 percent of your daily value of those 81 grams 25 uh, grams are sugar 25 grams of sugar just think about that for a second that's like i mean that's like half a can of coke yeah but that's still a lot like especially because there's not really anything super sugary in there um I, I, a 12 ounce can of Coke has 39 grams of sugar. So this is like, I mean, this has, what did I say? 25. So it's like three quarters of a can of Coke. That's a good amount of sugar in your meal. A lot for, for a fried chicken meal. Yeah. Um, like their slogan says, eat like a man, be full like a man. That's what it used to be. So stupid. All right. (laughs) And then lastly, it has 26 grams of protein, which is pretty crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, but like compared to the, like you compare the sugar and the the protein, that's still, they're pretty close in that. Yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah, exactly this, or 25 and 26. Yeah, pretty much the same. Hmm. <laughs> just- um. Yeah, so not great. Lots of uh, sodium, 
I mean, this one has like almost 50% of your daily value of sodium and just think about like everything else you eat throughout the day. It's definitely going to be too much. And I wonder if the 25 grams or the 20, you said 23 grams of sugar, 25, 25. Yeah. I was right. First time is all in the brownie. I guarantee it's not. Yeah. Cause that, that's just a lot of like I know, like I said, there wasn't any really sugary, but I was just thinking of the ch- this chicken itself. But all right, um, I'm thinking, what else comes in that? Um, it is mashed potatoes, sweet corn, white meat, chicken patties, and a rich chocolate brownie. So that corn is also going to have a little bit of sugar in it. Um, you said oh, that's fair. Meat patties, yeah, that's yeah, that's boneless fried chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some like in the coating in the fried chicken that maybe has a little bit of sugar too. So according to, uh, WebMD, <laughs> um, the best, the best, like healthiest, um, like food option they say is Amy's Asian noodle stir fry. I think I've had that. I don't know if I've had the Asian noodle stir fry, but I think I've had the Amy's broccoli mac and cheese or something. So good. Well, <laughs> um, so there are some ones that are considered healthy out there, but I guess it's all about what you want to put in your body at that time. So if you want to eat like a man, you're going to get some meat baddies. Yeah. I have a feeling that somebody that's looking for a hungry man meal isn't really too concerned about their health. That That's totally fair. <laughs> um, but that one only has 240 calories. Probably not very filling. Um, probably not. But I will say like a noodle stir fry is something that is like it fills you up and then you're kind of hungry right after anyway. So yeah, also just like 200 calories is just not a ton for a meal. I don't know. So, um, Maddie, what kind of recipes did you make for this microwave meal slash TV dinner topic? I think I'm going to call the episode TV dinners. It just makes a little bit more sense because that's the majority of the, um, history and like how they started, but I'm kind of curious. It's basically things that you can conveniently cook in the oven or in the microwave. That's like packed pre-packaged, pre-prepared. That's what this is about. So what did you do to, uh, hopefully not recommend various, are you recommending a hungry man meal to me? No, I, everything (laughs) I am recommending, recommending is something you personally make yourself anyways. Um, so just because some of it kind of grosses me out. Like I said, there's some things that you can microwave and I totally understand like, but I like, if you can't really do a recipe without making it yourself. So for my first one, there are so many microwavable mac and cheeses out there. So I know there's frozen ones. There's ones that you can just like the craft ones that are just in the little container, but there are a lot of frozen ones. Um, so I got this recipe off of actually seven dorm-friendly microwave meals. Um, So it is a five-minute mac and cheese. You just make it um, in a mug yourself. It is a, um, it's for one serving. So you can, you know, make this however you want to, but it's a half a cup of elbow macaroni, a half a cup of water, three tablespoons of milk, salt and pepper to your own taste. And a fourth a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Again, you can switch that cheese out for anything. I really like like white cheese, mac and cheese. It's really tasty. Um, oh, I love a good like white cheddar. Mm-hmm. And this um, off- says to use fresh chives to garnish it, to add a little flavor. So you just mix the macaroni, water, and salt in a microwavable mug. You microwave it for two to three minutes, then stir. Um, You add your milk, cheese, salt, and pepper and stir. 
and then you microwave it again for another 30 seconds. Um, I'm sure if the pasta is not quite cooked to how you like it, you can cook that a little bit longer to begin with, but then you stir it and add the chives. It's very easy, very simple. Did you um, test it? I'm going to actually, just because I'm curious. <laughs> I'm really curious too. I was going to say, if you didn't, I want to. <laughs> um, I I was planning on doing it um before we did this, but I kind of ran out of time. And so that's why I got the microwavable quinoa uh, pouch. So that worked out. Um, now for the sweet, there's a lot of sweet um, meals out. And I base this off of the Pillsbury Heat and Eat cinnamon roll which is ready in less than 30 seconds, but I got a recipe off of IamABaker.net um, and it is a cinnamon roll made in a mug. So a lot of these recipes are just, if you look for them, they're one serving, very easy, which is nice. There's no cleanup at that point. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those like brownie in a mug, you know, cake in a mug kind of things that are just like one just like a little quick, easy dessert. I need to pause for one second. Southwest is actually calling me. I forgot um, what we were talking about. Um, um, so, okay. So I found the cinnamon roll in a mug. Um, it is one and one half tablespoons of salted butter, um, which you melt ahead of time. A half a cup of um, all-purpose flour, a half a teaspoon of baking powder, two tablespoons of granulated sugar, three tablespoons of milk, and a half a teaspoon of vanilla. So you add all of that together in a small bowl. And um, once you're, this is for making the dough, um, you, it has a little bit more of a, um, there's a little bit more work to this one than the others. But um, once the dough is solid, you, um, roll it out on a slightly floured surface and you flatten it to make a triangle or a rectangle, a rectangle, not a triangle, um, to the best of your ability. Um, and then for the filling, you mix melted butter, um, which is a tablespoon, two tablespoons of brown sugar and a half a teaspoon of cinnamon. Um, and you stir that and you pour the filling over the dough and roll it up into a cinnamon roll shape. You place the roll into the mug um, and you, sp well, you spray the cup before you do that so you can easily get it out. You heat the roll on in the microwave for 30 seconds. Um, if it looks a little wet on top, you might need to add about 10 more seconds, just depending. Um, once the, dry, the dough appears to be dry, um, the cinnamon roll is done. You can easily test it with a toothbrush. And then you add a third cup of confectioner sugar with a tablespoon of milk. And you just glaze that over the cinnamon roll. And it immediately, you know, glazes it. So it's a little bit more work but it is a very easy um if you just want to make one cinnamon roll for yourself and not eat a whole tube of them or you know however you do it so those are my little microwave recipes um there are actually quite a bit out there if you're looking for easy one peep up one person meals so i know everybody knows like the microwave brownie or the microwave um, cake. So people have been testing this out for quite a while. It's awesome. That sounds a little too complicated for me, <laughs> but I'm, I want to try that mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, really I, I, I added a little bit one with a few more steps just because um, it is, like I said, based off the one that's based for 30 seconds, but it, it shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes to do this whole process, make the dough um, and all of that. It really depends on, you know, how quickly you mix things together. Yeah. I mean, still 10 minute, like a cinnamon roll is just so much faster than 
even baking them in the oven usually like yeah buy pre-bought ones or whatever and then yeah, this way you know that you made them yourself and yeah a little bit awesome well so, i think that's it for this episode i learned a lot i was I pretty too, surprised actually that's just crazy they start in 1920 or at least the first idea of them but yeah that's when they they started flash freezing the stuff but then still even then um by 1945 they were selling them to the airlines yeah, um, and that's still a really good like i said that's a really good business idea and i'm um, i'm sure they still use some sort of frozen meals on um like international flights um they're probably oh, a little absolutely. bit better but there's no way you can well who knows with COVID how that works anymore but I don't think they offer meals anymore well yeah well they started offering like peanuts and uh, stuff again for a while they weren't even mm, offering you not peanuts almonds are they almonds yep they don't give peanuts anymore I don't know if it has to do with allergies or what but they give almonds now that's fair um, I was asleep last time, so they didn't actually give me anything. <laughs> Almonds so. or cookies, or it's like goldfish or cookies. Hmm. Um, yeah, but they, they like for a while they were not offering you anything. It was yeah, like sorry, shit out of luck. You gotta do what you gotta do. Bring but... your own snacks. I mean, I do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what I end up having. So, well, thanks for the info, Raya. Yeah. I mean, I really did expect this to be a little bit longer, but I'm glad I kept it short and sweet and just kind of went through the basics of it because, I mean, you could really go down a lot of rabbit holes in this, but I want to save some of those things for other idea or other episodes. And I so. know that's usually my problem. I go down rabbit hole. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there has to be some balance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I think that's it. So thanks for joining note, us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and another episode of eat me, drink me in the books. Yeah. It's been a while well, since we recorded. So yeah, it might not seem like it to you guys, but our, our timing's a little off on some of these. So hey, we got busy lives, you know, you can't put life on hold. Yeah. You need to, you know, have a little bank so that we can, you know, I can work full time and we can each go to school full time. Full time. <laughs> I, we have podcasts and Etsy shops. All the good stuff. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, we will see you next time on, on Eat Me, Drink Me. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Eat Me, Drink Me. If you like this podcast and would like to support us, please consider donating at patreon.com slash eat me, drink me podcast. You can find us on Instagram at eat me, drink me podcast on Twitter at eat me, drink me pod, or you can email us at eat me, drink me podcast at gmail.com.